Hello, everyone, and welcome to a I'm going to call it I'm going to call it a comeback version of the My Scotts Valley podcast. My name is Robert Aldana, and I am your host and also the publisher of the My Scotts Valley Facebook page. It's actually been a while since we've done a uh, podcast. In fact, if you want to know when the last one was, it was on April 6th. So it's April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Holy cow. We're talking six months since we've last done a My Scotts Valley podcast. And you know what? I only I only kind of chuckle because sometimes you need to laugh a little bit to prevent yourself from either going into depression or going crazy with everything that's gone on in our country and in our area. This year, 2020 has truly been a year of challenges, and that's an understatement. You know, we obviously, you know, April 6th, the COVID thing, you know, was, was still fresh, a uh, month, month and a half uh, uh, that it started going on. And here we are six months later. And I was just reading a report that um, said the cases were about 50,000 per day. And they've gone up since they uh, last time they, they were looking like they were coming down. It's just like, and then we got the flu season coming right around the corner. So it's going to be. One of those things where I, I don't know when this is going to end. I, I don't know that we have a cure. I don't know that we have a vaccine on the horizon. And we, we've been talking about it. And they say, you know, some people predicted we'd have them by the end of this year. Some people are talking next year. Some people are talking even longer than that. And I get it. It's just, you know, we have to, um, you know, we have to figure out when that vaccine is coming. But until then, we have to continue to take precautions and measures. And I have to tell you, you know, we talk as a society of like, well, it's it's a fake story. It's it doesn't really exist. And I'm not talking politics, so please don't go there. I'm just saying in general, because I, I run the My Scotts Valley Facebook page, and I see a lot of the conversations that take place on that page, and a lot of the discussions are like, it's not true. You know, there is no COVID. COVID doesn't exist. It's it's fake. You know, it's not fake. There's a lot of people that have died. Um, you so you tell I don't I think it was like two hundred thousand people. You tell and I could be wrong, it'd be even more than that, you tell the family members of all those people that it's fake. You tell them it's really not true. It's not that big of a deal. Tell them that. Because it is a big deal. And um, can we survive? Can we make it through? I, I think we can, but do we act like it's not that big of a deal? That will be our demise. That will be when we, you know... That's the reason why people are scratching their heads to say that why can't the United States, you know, get this thing in, in gear? Why can't we get this in order? Because a lot of people still don't take it seriously. And I'm going to get a little personal. My mom has cancer. Hopefully, I don't know if she's cancer free yet. They've had to do a couple more operations and she went through chemo. She got really sick, got a stroke. Not doing too good right now. Um, and I can't go see her. I can't, you know, I, I had a conversation with her the other day. It was really rough because uh, she could, she can't really talk really good in terms of like, she's just really weak. And her fear is like, she's going to pass away in the hospital and nobody's going to be there with her. And I'm just like, that's a tough thing. And I, and I talked to some friends and they said, Hey, you know, um, there are ways of, of family members um, visiting um, loved ones that are, you know, 
at that stage. And I hope my mom is not at that stage. So I'm hoping that that's good news that I'm not having to be called into the hospital. And uh, I'm praying for my mom. Of course I am. But I bring that personal statement in there because I'm telling you right now that there's a lot of people right now. It's not just about my mom. There's a lot of people out there who are suffering and are sick. They can't be seen by their family members and they're by themselves in hospitals or rehabilitation centers or whatever the case is. So this is very real. And um, whether it's overblown or not, you know, I'm not going to be the judge of that. I can tell you that when I look at the stats and I see that people have died due to COVID now, of course, some people have died with other complications and they called it COVID. But you can't really put a value on life by saying, well, it's only this amount of people that have died. Or it's only just like a small percentage of people that have died. That's still people who have died. That's still people who are related to somebody who are now grieving because they lost them. So don't tell me, don't tell me that it's not that big of a deal because it is for a lot of people. And I'm not even putting myself into the equation. I'm just saying it's an issue that hopefully we'll get control of sooner than later. And in addition to the loss of life, which is, it's just tragic. I mean, you can't, you can't put a figure on that. You can't. But in addition to that, there's also, you know, businesses and people's lifelong dreams that are going down the drain. All these small business operators, uh, all these small businesses that are having to be at a small capacity because of the COVID situation, the COVID restrictions. A lot of these people went to school, they mortgaged their future, opening up their businesses, and, and they're not practicing anymore, or they're practicing very little, or they've lost their practices. That's tough. So you tell them it's no big deal. It's a big deal. And I get what you're saying. Okay, well, it's a big deal because we're making it a big deal. No, it's a big deal because it is a big deal. Okay, let, let, let's wear our masks. Wearing our masks is not the end of the world. You're not going to die from wearing your masks. Chances are you will save lives from wearing your mask. Why can't you do that? We're not asking for a big, we're not asking you to, you know, jump through hoops and walk a tightrope over the Grand Canyon. We're just asking you to wear your masks whenever you are out in public. Wear them. But getting back to the businesses, I got to tell you, you know what concerns me, I think, a lot is all these businesses that when, when we hit the rainy season, how are they going to fare during the rainy season? A lot of these places that are opened up outside that are depending on people to come and conduct their business outside are not going to be able to do that when we have a rainy season. I, I'm fretful that you're going to see, you're going to see people in even tougher spots as soon as winter comes by, uh, as soon as winter comes to us. I, I, it's just going to happen. So my goodness, I'm praying for these people who have worked their whole lives to build their dreams, to build their, you know, from the hairstylist to the uh, massage um, and estheticians and all these people who went to school to get a degree or pulled mortgages out on their homes to open up their shop. I feel so bad for them. And I hope God help us that uh, um, they're able to survive. Uh, I just know that there's going to be a lot that aren't going to. And I look I look uh, ahead and I, you know, it's a sense of sadness. Like I'm trying to support as many local businesses as possible. And um, I hope that many of them come back. But unfortunately, there are some that are not going to come back. And, and 
So that's what's twenty. That's what twenty twenty has brought to us. It's been a very very difficult time, beginning with COVID, and we're still here. And then we have, of course, the protests and riots that took place um, throughout the country, protesting the social injustices that do exist. If you don't think they exist, you're not paying attention. They do exist, absolutely. And a lot of people are like, well, now's not a good time to be protesting. I don't know that there's a perfect time to be protesting. Like, I don't know that they say, well, the best time to protest is during the spring when it's 85 degrees outside. Let me tell you something. When things happen in our country that will need a protest, a protest will happen. I do not condone the violent protests. I'm frankly, I am just beside myself when I see that. It's it's super sad to me because it takes away from a really important message. But, you know, there's no real, like, perfect time to protest. Protests happen when there's a need. And, unfortunately, we've seen a need um, for, you know, for the black community to be heard. We've seen that, and it's happening. And hopefully people are listening. And I'm not going to tell you that, oh, well, we should, you know, they, they should, you know, I'm all about peaceful protesting. I really am. I, I really am. I, I'm all about, like, if you have something to say, go for it. Even when I don't agree with you, there are some protests that are, I'm not talking about the, the social injustice protests, but I'm talking about other, there are other protests by people who you think to yourself, these people have no business being out, out there protesting. You know, they're protesting for something that's, you know, unconscionable. And unfortunately, everybody has the right to protest. But when there's social injustices that need to be protested, they need to be protested. I don't know that there's a time or a place or a time of the year that it's the best time to do it hey man when it happens you have to protest and, and you know I, I hope and pray that they um, stay as um, peaceful as possible and that will allow the message to be given correctly because when it doesn't and it becomes a, a a rough situation then people don't want to hear the message anymore so you know and I get it and I and I get the anger I get it I do I mean I, I'm I'm a Mexican Mexican, I like to call myself Mexican because <laughs> I you're Mexican or Mexican. I, feel, I like to say I'm a Mexican, and I, I've seen, I saw, um, I did, I saw racism growing up as a kid, and and uh, it it did affect me. To say that it didn't affect me would be a lie. It did affect me, and sometimes when I talk about it, I've had conversations with friends about it, and I like lose my composure. Because it's hard when I remember the stuff that I went through as a kid, you know, so I can just tell you, and don't, don't feel sorry for me. I, I, you know, I have um, worked really hard to try and persevere past that. Um, But at the same time, I do recognize that there, it does exist. And there is uh, systemic racism. If you don't think there is, when we were kids, when we were all kids, I remember this in the seventies, whenever we'd watch a show on TV or a movie and they showed an individual that was, you know, a, a criminal or a junkie or stealing something. It was always a black man. You ever, you, you know that? that if you think about it, so for many many years they portrayed the black community as uh, uh, um, criminals. They did watch the movies from the seventies, and you will see. And it's unfortunate. So to say that there hasn't been systemic racism, it's it's come on, guys. Come on, you're not paying attention. But, you know, it's it's been civil unrest 
throughout our whole entire country. So that it's been a tough time and it's, it's turned our country upside down. It has. Did it need to be turned upside down? I don't know. My wife always says sometimes you need to break things down to build them back up again. I agree with that to a certain extent. I feel like there's times when you break things down to an extent where it's tough to even turn back or it's tough to really find something valuable or useful out of it. But it's saddened me as an American, even though my family's from Mexico, my family all grew up in, in, uh, in Mexico and were, um, you know, moved to California for opportunities that exist here. And it's sad to me to see the unrest that has existed in our country. I love my country. I, I absolutely love my country. There's no other country I'd rather live in. None. And uh, so it saddens me because I take ownership in, in our country. And just like my community, I love my community. Scotts Valley, I call it my Scotts Valley. It's not my Scotts Valley. It's everybody's, obviously. That's just a, a, a phrase or a name that we called our website. But, you know, it's my Scotts Valley. It's your Scotts Valley. We all take ownership of it. And I love it. And I love the people that live here. And it saddens me when I see, you know, it torn apart, whether it's, you know, mentally or, or physically torn apart. It just, it, it hurts. Um, so 2020 is, you know, again, it's been a challenge. And then you throw the local fires in. Those fires, I don't remember when I've seen anything like that. I remember being in my backyard with my wife and kids, just relaxing. And all of a sudden, all these little ashes starts coming down. And we couldn't believe what we were seeing. We were seeing burnt pieces of leaves or whole leaves that were burnt and were just flying and landing in our backyard. If they had been still on fire, they would have caught the whole entire city of Scotts Valley. And it would have went up in flames. I, so we, we dodged a bullet like you can't imagine. We dodged a bullet. Absolutely we did. So I'm just grateful. I am grateful that we're still here. I remember going to my house and all of us just saying, what are the things that we're going to take with us? And what are the things we're just going to leave behind? Because I guess we may not ever see them again. One of the things that I took with me were bikes. I took a bunch of bikes with me because I remember how much our family loves riding bikes at the park. And I just wanted to like, hey man, if I lose everything, Granted, we had insurance and everything, but if I lose everything, I want to be able to take my kids on a bike ride. I know that sounds silly, but those are the things that are important to me because I'm all about making memories with my kids. I love my kids so much, and and my family, I, I'm all about that. That That's super important to me. So um, I just remember leaving our house and saying, gosh, is this the last time I'm ever going to see this place? Because none of us really knew. None of us knew if we were ever going to come back. None of us knew if Scotts Valley was going to exist. I'll tell you what, I got a press pass to be here during the fires because I was reporting to the entire community via my Scotts Valley and the locals page. And there was a day that I was turning on Blue Bonnet to go to a press conference from Bean Creek. And the moment I turned on Blue Bonnet, it looked like the fires were behind Sky Park. That's how close it looked. It was a scene that if you go to the My Scotts Valley Facebook page, you will see, just go on the uh, photo albums and check it out. 
it is a scene that right out of a movie, man, it broke my heart. My heart just like shattered. I thought our city's going down. I really thought that. I really believe that. And thank you, Lord, for the amazing firefighters that saved our city because they did. There were firefighters from every place you could imagine being here. I would come here every day. I was staying at a hotel for a couple of days in San Jose, and then I stayed a few more days in Santa Cruz at a hotel. But when I would come here just to kind of cover everything and just report back to everybody, the amount of firefighters and law enforcement, thank you, law enforcement. It's another major appreciation that I have for law enforcement. The law enforcement kept our city safe. They did. They did an incredible job keeping the city of Scotts Valley safe and all surrounding neighborhoods. Was there um, no looting? Of course there was some. It's tough to have a 100% no looting zone in our city when everything was going down, but they did a great job. They really did. And so I'm appreciative of law enforcement, the, the deputies, the sheriff's department, the Scotts Valley Police Department, every police department, even the Milpitas Police Department, which is where I went to school, uh, uh, where I went to high school, I went to Milpitas High School, and I just remember seeing a Milpitas police officer. I'm like, holy cow. It was it was just crazy to see so many people involved and wanting to take part in keeping our city safe. So thank you, all law enforcement, all firefighters. My goodness, firefighters right now in a different level, man. They're in a different level. You know, they're, they're in the major leagues right now. They What they did was phenomenal. And uh, sacrificing you know, their safety, and I'm just so happy to to, you know, to all of them, I'm not, I'm so happy to 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 see that you know everyone came out okay. I think there might have been, you know, a couple of instances where they didn't, and my work goes out. But you know, as a whole, I mean, it's unbelievable how much they sacrificed. How much they sacrificed. Not one life is is deemed a good enough sacrifice. No way. Come on, I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is. So many firefighters just sacrifice everything, even their lives, to um, save our communities. And I'm forever grateful to them, um, to all of them. And um, wow, just all I can say is just wow. It was pretty amazing. So, you know, we've, we've, we've had a tough time this year, 2020. I'm looking forward to it being over, without a doubt, you know. Um, and I also can say that our heart as Scotts Valley residents and people who live in Scotts Valley, our hearts bleed for our neighbors in Felton and, you know, where there were some areas that did experience loss in Boulder Creek, you know, up in the various different parts of San Lorenzo Valley that experienced losses of homes. And there was one gentleman, at least one gentleman who lost his life, you know, and it's just, you know, our heart bleeds for them. And the loss of, of wildlife, you know, it's just, I mean, it's such a beautiful, beautiful area, Scott, uh, San Lorenzo Valley is such a beautiful area. And um, I haven't driven up there because I haven't had a need to go up there. And I tell people, hey, man, unless you have to be there, don't be driving through SLV to take pictures of the, you know, what happened, you know, last month. There's people out here that are still driving around and taking pictures like, ooh, wow, what's there to see? Come on. It's been badly damaged there's no need for you to go over there and take pictures there's just no need so i haven't went over there i haven't seen it and um you know the curiosity in me is like you know 
I wonder if I should, but no, I, I won't go because I feel like I have no business over there. There's no reason for me to be gawking at other people's losses. There's no value in that whatsoever. So, you know, our heart goes out to them. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't uh, done so already, if you're on Facebook, hopefully you are, just go to the Scotts Valley SLV Strong Facebook page where people are helping each other. There's like 16, 1,700 people that are all local here in the Scotts Valley area and SLV that are helping each other out. They've done a great job. It's pretty awesome. And uh, it's really neat to see people just gather and, and support each other. Uh, it's pretty amazing, you know, so... It's going to be a while before SLV is back to normal. It's going to be a while before any of us are back to normal, to be honest with you, with this whole COVID situation and everything going on. It's going to be tough for a long time, I believe. And maybe this is the new normal. I don't know. What is normal? Is this normal? Maybe this is more like the new normal, possibly. And then, of course, we have the upcoming elections, which, in case you haven't noticed, this is going to be one of the most important elections we've ever had. This election is going to be one of the most important elections we've ever had. I'm not going to get political. I'm not going to tell you who you should vote for, you who you should not vote for on regards to our presidential election. You know, I, I'm not even going to go there. All I can tell you is you better vote and let your voice be heard. Because this, ladies and gentlemen, we have so much divide right now in our country. This is the time to vote and uh, you need to be out there voting. If you don't vote, you can't complain. I really believe that if you're not voting, you can't be talking about what you don't like because you didn't vote. So you need to vote. Locally, we have a couple of really important issues on the agenda right now for the election. Obviously, the Scotts Valley Silly, 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 silly Scotts Valley Silly Council. Maybe it is silly sometimes. The Scotts Valley, the Scotts Valley. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Long year. The Scotts Valley City Council election is up. There's four people running for three different seats. I'm going to encourage you to watch the video. I had a great discussion for two hours with all four candidates where we discussed some very important issues and questions they answered. Very important stuff. Very important. Watch that video. It's almost two hours long. Before you vote, watch that video, please. The incumbents, the current uh, council members that are running for re-election are Randy Johnson, who right now is our city mayor. Then you have Jack Dillis, who was a mayor, I believe it was last year. And then you have Donna Lind, who hasn't been a mayor for a while, and she needs to be the mayor again. So I'm hoping she wins the election, and uh, one of the people that comes back for the election, it's time for her to be the mayor. And then we have John Lewis, who is a... Newcomer to the political scene in Scotts Valley. He just moved here from San Francisco. And he's been here for about a year and he wants to get involved with the city council. And the first thing that I say is, wow, that's pretty cool to see people want to get involved that quick. It's pretty cool to see people want to take ownership or have some ownership in their city, even though they just came to our city. There's a lot of people who've been here for 25, 30, 40 years who sometimes are complaining about what they don't like, but they've never taken a step to do something about it. And I'm telling you, and I'm not trying to offend people, but I'm saying if you want to do something about something, take ownership, either run for city council or run for whatever position you think or vote. And here's a guy, John Lewis, who just moved here, you know, last year from San Francisco and wants to be a city council member. 
Is he ready? I don't know. I, I think you need to, you know, know a lot more about our city before running for city council, but that's, that's not for me to decide. That's for you to decide. He's got some fresh ideas, and then he's also has some ideas that I'm not sure that they align with what Scottsville has been through the years. And at the same time, people say, well, what we've had through the years, we need change. Well, you know, perhaps there are some things that need to be changed. I can't tell you that I'm 100% on board with all the decisions that are made at, on a city council level or with the city. It just Anyone who says, I agree 100% of the time with everything they do, come on. You're not being honest with yourself or with others. But I also believe that you should make changes when they are warranted, when you find somebody that's in a better position to do a better job. And I'm proud to see new people come into our city and want to take ownership of our city. I really am. And I'm also proud to see that the current city council group has, uh, I think they've done a great job too. It's just one of those things where, you know, I mean, do you like the direction where we're at? Can we fix where we're at with the same people? Is or are the issues just only issues that are here in Scottsdale? I don't think they are, and that's what people don't remember, don't forget. It's like you got to forget. You can't forget that the whole entire state of California, including our country, all cities are having problems right now because a lot of the revenue that comes to the cities comes from the taxes that people pay on sales taxes restaurants, hotels, you know, dining, shopping. And with COVID, everyone's at very limited capacity, very limited capacity. So everyone is limited on the revenue that they're getting. So we can't say, oh my gosh, you know, this is a situation right now that we're in because we have a bad city council. We have a bad city running our city. Hey man, (laughs) pay attention and look all around you. Every city, probably every city, in almost the entire state or most cities in the entire state are having issues right now because there's not a lot of income coming in because there's not a lot of business being done. Everything's being done online. You know, you thought that the Amazon effect was kicking people's butts in terms of, you know, local uh, businesses or other businesses. Hey, it's now more than ever kicking everyone's butt because people really can't be going out to eat or to, shop or they just feel afraid or you know have concerns about doing so that's the way it goes but i'm not going to tell you who to vote for i'm not going to tell you you know i can tell you that this is what i will tell you watch the two-hour video listen to what each person has to say and on that post of those videos click on each link to read each candidate's statement read what they are all about and what they want to do with our city. Read it. It is super important that you do that. Get to know what your candidates are standing for. Randy, the current mayor, has been around for quite a while. Jack Dillis, he's one of the newer guys. The only newer uh, city council member is Derek Tim. Jack Dillis has been here for a couple of this. I think it's his second term. Donna Lind has been here for quite a long time. And again, John is is the new kid in the block who's looking to, you know, put some changes and maybe they're needed, maybe they're not. I don't know. But what I want you to do is watch the video and read each candidate's statement to find out if if their statement aligns with what you think Scotts Valley needs to be. That's super important. And then to kind of top it all off, we got measure A. 
You know, what's interesting is my daughter, and that's Measure A is to raise funds to, uh, we, there's a lot of repairs that need to be done to three out of our four schools, from the both of the elementary schools, Brook Knoll and Vine Hill, and to our high school. My oldest daughter's 26 years old. I remember her going to Vine Hill Elementary when she was around seven years old, I think. I think she was in a second grade or third grade. Then she um, went back to a, a private school in, in San Jose with, with her mom. And I remember going through Vine Hill and saying, gosh, this school is a little beat up. Now, mind you, this is 20 years ago. <laughs> I remember walking through Vine Hill and saying, man, this school, it's going to be needing some repairs pretty soon. And here we are 20 years later, and a lot of these still haven't been done, and they have to be done. So Measure A is on that ballot. Read about it. Watch a video. I did a one-hour interview with Roger Schneider, who's the president of the Scotts Valley Unified School District Board. And I also had Tanya Krause, who is the superintendent for the Scotts Valley Unified School District. Watch that video. It's one hour. A lot of great information. Things that you would never even know unless you watch that video. I'm not kidding you. Having that conversation with both Roger and Tanya enlightened me it really did and i'm one of those guys where i'm going to tell you i'm a big believer in our schools even though my kids are you know 10 11 and 26 i have three daughters and my one of my girls is in fifth grade another girl is in sixth grade even when they're no longer in school in a few years down the road i'm still going to support our schools because our schools do so much for our community they do so much that they in they enhance that's the word I was looking for they enhance our community by having you know kids in great education kids who go to or kids who really put education first and family who put education first give our children a better opportunity in the future and I will tell you okay I'm a real estate professional in case you did not know I've been selling real estate for 34 years I know for a fact I know for a fact, it's not even an opinion, it is a fact that communities with better schools have increased property values because people want their kids to go to a school district with better schools. People will pay more dollars for a neighborhood, for a community that has better schools than those that don't. Cupertino is a great example. It's a fact. So let's take away the whole value portion of like, okay, well, let's forget about the value. Why do people want to take their kids and why do they want to live in communities with better schools? Because they have better opportunities. You know, our graduation rate in Scotts Valley High School is like an obscene, incredible number. It's unbelievable. It's like 99 or something like that or like 99%, 98, 99% graduation rate. That's unbelievable. That is awesome. I want my kids to have better opportunities. I do. And our crime rate is one of the best and lowest. In fact, it's the lowest in the entire county. I attributed a lot of that to our schools. Our kids are growing up, and, you know, it, they're, they're receiving a better education. They're getting better jobs. I attributed to that. I also obviously attributed to our law enforcement, our local law enforcement. I give them credit. They've done an outstanding job. No doubt about it. But a big part 
of what makes this community what it is, is the schools. Believe it or not, it's our schools. Even if you don't have kids in the school, you should be supporting this measure. So the one thing I will say is, I will say that, yeah, without a doubt, I'm endorsing measure A. Absolutely. It's a no-brainer. You live here, you want better quality of life, schools that are better schools will bring that to you. So get more information on SOSSV.net and watch the one-hour video I have with Tonya Krause and Roger Schneider. You get more information on there. And, um, you know, but whatever you do, hey, if you don't want to vote for it, hey, that's cool. I mean, it's whatever you, no one can tell you how to, how to vote, but just vote. Get out there and vote. I know a lot of absentee ballots have, are already going out in terms of like, you know, the voters are already, you know, making their decisions, but vote by all means, please. So it's been fun doing this uh, comeback podcast. I'm coming back again. I'll be back next week. I'm going to be doing this every week. And I'll tell you a couple things. Number one, one of the reasons why we hadn't done a podcast in a while is because it takes me two, three hours or four hours to edit these after they're done. Just because, you know, just, just the editing, putting in the music and all that good stuff. But we set up a nice little studio now where we don't have to do that anymore. So this is going to be a lot easier. And I can give you a commitment to do these. I'm going to try and do these at least once a week. If on occasion I miss a week, I apologize. But I'm going to make every effort to do a video, not a video, but a podcast every week. Because there's so many things that are going on. Oh, speaking of so many things going on. I really want to invite you to be a participant in our Facebook-a-thon. On Saturday, October 24th, from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m., it's six hours of fun um, singers, um, actors, people who do various different performances. It would be awesome for you to join us on the My Scotts Valley Facebook page and also on the measure, I'm sorry, and also on the SVEF Facebook page, Scotts Valley Educational Foundation. Join us. We're going to be there live. We're going to be doing some fundraising, but more than anything, we just want to make people aware of what SVEF is and what it means. I don't know if you know this, but the Scotts Valley Educational Foundation has contributed over $1 million to our schools, from technology to our libraries to, you know, um, counseling, music programs, much more. We've been able to do that because of you, because of all of you who contribute, who help us out and who contribute to our foundation. And we in turn contribute back to all of our four schools. And it's, it's a lot of work, no doubt about it, but we could not exist without you. We could not exist without you. Do me a favor and visit svef.net. Check it out. Become involved if you want to be involved in our organization. It's a nonprofit organization. Or if anything, just join us. Come check us out. Hang out with us. Saturday, October 24th from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. We're going to be doing a fundraiser. We're going to be doing, you know, entertainment. We're going to be doing, we're going to have a lot of fun. And hopefully we're going to be raising some funds for our schools. Hopefully. That's, that's, that's the key. And um, for more information, again, go to your Facebook page and just, just type in Scotts Valley Educational Foundation, or go to the My Scotts Valley Facebook page. It's going to be on both of those pages live for six hours. And if you're one of those who you also have something to contribute to the program, some ed, some entertainment, 
just shoot me an email or just shoot us an email to info at svef.net and we'll respond to you right away. We'll put you on that calendar and hopefully have some fun and do some fundraising for our entire uh, community of children and our schools. I got to check out here. It's been fun. 35, 36 minutes of, uh, you know, having some great conversations with all of you and I've missed it. I'm happy to be back and hopefully you've got some good uh, content and things to really ponder over the next uh, couple of weeks, even though I'm going to see you or hear, you're going to hear from me here next week as we talk about so many other things. But I want to invite you to visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash my Scotts Valley. You want to send me an email? Send me an email to robert at robertaldana.com. It's been amazing chatting with you. Look forward to hearing from you soon. I am Robert Aldana. Have a great day.